Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. There's only three things I know on this bitch of an earth. The PS5 is big. The McRib is back. And you're listening to Hey Fam. Hey Fam, welcome to Hey Fam. It's me, Andrew Levins, a.k.a. The Listener. Every week I go to a different timeline and find a different co-host for you, a different Angus Truscott. This week's Angus comes from uh, the universe where everyone is an incel. Yeah. Welcome, Angus Truscott. Yeah, this is different. Uh, I'm sure it's extremely different to the usual uh, host you have, <laughs> co-host rather. Yeah, you we, you have an eye patch. This no one can hear it, but you you're wearing an eye patch. You can kind. Of, I guess the audio files will hear it. They're used to the way the sound would bounce between you know where we record two, two eyes. Yeah, and there's just now this thing blocking it. Um, it is funny though because you look back at all of our um, you know our photos and it does look like. You have recorded with different versions of me throughout the entire oh, yeah, yeah, HeyFam yeah. tenure. Changing frequently. There's yeah, like yeah. the bleached hair, the pink hair, the short hair, the long hair. And it's like, yeah, you are the constant. You are the you are the, uh, the watcher. The listener. Mm. I'm, just, I'm just listening to different universes because I actually don't, don't, don't pick you based on what you look like. It's what yeah. you sound like. Wow. That's what I'm looking for. And there's something beautiful about that, that you end up picking me no matter which universe you travel to. It's a version of me. <laughs> We're getting dangerously yeah, into our would... Rick and Morty territory, and I'm here for it. Um, so we are going to talk about What If, the uh, the final episode of What If aired last night on Disney+, Plus, all nine episodes. But I learnt um, while watching that sequence, that, that final episode, that there was actually meant to be ten episodes. Really? Because there is... Yeah, we'll get into that later. What? Um, but yeah, because no, yeah, yeah, I know. It, unlike Star Wars Visions, which um, you know, I, I flagellate myself until I learn every skerrick of Star Wars information. I I really came into this one cold, so I know like next to nothing about this. So please, what if explain me to higher hell? I need to know what's playing you. Yeah. What what just playing you? Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna talk about what if. Um, if you uh, would like us to talk about other cartoon anthologies, well, we've been doing a lot of that lately. <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about um, Star Wars Visions on the, the main pod, but we have a Patreon podcast as well called, called PayFam. At the end of every episode of HeyFam, we hit stop, then we hit record again and do a whole other hour. And uh, 
Last week we did um, a big deep dive into our favorite. We kind of ranked all of our favorite episodes of Star Wars Visions, um, and then this week's episode is all about the Animatrix because we are doing something called the Wachowski Pod, where we go through every single Wachowski movie in the lead up to the fourth Matrix movie coming out at the end of the year. So far, we've done Bound, The Matrix, and this week we did The Animatrix, which I'd never seen before. Uh, Angus uh, saw it in in cinemas when he was uh, a teenager. Yes, when I got my. Uh, uh, weeb license so they the first thing they said you're allowed to do is go see the animatrix <laughs> but these are these are really really awesome anthologies like both star wars visions and and animatrix are, are so cool to me and it's great to kind of it was really fun watch, re- watching the animatrix having just watched visions mm. um they are so going similar back to- like yeah just from you can tell the pitch to disney was Animatrix, but Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, you can totally. tell that's what happened. And man, it's got me so pumped to watch uh, Gotham Knight. I got that immediately after we recorded. I think it's like seven bucks on iTunes or something. And yeah, which is the uh, the Batman anime um, anthology. There's like six, and it, and it exists in universe of the um, the Dark Knight uh, trilogy. The, what Dark Knight trilogy? Yeah, uh, Chris Nolan's wife uh, produced it, and uh, it's set between Batman Begins and Dark Knight, and kind of explains how. Yeah, it's kind of like the cases between uh, Joker and stuff. So yeah, look, look, let us know if there's any other like anime anthology series. I mean, I want it to be based on Western. That's properties. what I was about to say. Like, the parameter yeah. is it must be Western. So if there's a, uh, I don't know, like a Rugrats anime anthology, hit us up. Hell yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> SpongeBob <laughs> anime anthology, uh, hit us up. I mean, are you, are you suggesting we play um, that new Super Smash Brothers Nickelodeon version? Yeah, a one hundred percent. I burnt my copy of Smash Brothers Ultimate in respect for. <laughs> Uh, the dev team finally finishing it, but also because of Nickelodeon Smash Clone. Yeah, you are like Smash Brothers has has actual voice acting. Disgusting. Get it out of my life. I want, get away. From I it. want my characters to be silent when they fight. Um, also, you see that? there's like no, there's no music. There's no theme songs from <laughs> from the actual. Like, there's no Rugrats music. Like, isn't that like that's such a big part of what makes Smash Brothers great? Right? It's oh. like you have like twenty songs from the franchise you can fight to. You can have you have all these like you know. Yeah, it's also the best every, part of every... the presentation when they just list to you literally how many songs are featured. Oh. <laughs> Do love a list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but, uh, the Nickelodeon one has, has no voice acting and no How? No what a misfire. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's bonkers, right? Uh, I, I think it's just, you know, when, when that you have limited amount of budget. The game looks really good. Have you, have you seen any, like, the, the characters in motion looks really mm. good and apparently it plays really well. But, yeah, it just feels like something's missing. And I feel like they would have made so much more money. If, it feels uh, if, like if it when, um, big when like, yeah, a hit, show co- a hit show comes on Netflix and they're like, here's the show you love. And, oh, we didn't get the rights to fly me to the moon. So we're really sorry. <laughs> like, it's like that. It's like yeah. we've gotten the like Netflix version of uh, Nickelodeon. Or all of the like the MTV shows from the nineties, like from Daria, Beavis yeah. and Butthead, the, even the State. When they re-released those on DVD, they had to use like um, stock music. Same with the Wonder Years, in place of all of the big. Oh yeah, right, crazy. Yeah, but I found I've got a rip of the Wonder Years of all the original stuff. Someone's like put it in meticulously or something. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like the Wonder Years, that that show is literally like as much about the the soundtrack as it is the you know the show itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so we'll be talking about what if today. 
Um, and if you want to hear us talk about the Animatrix and, uh, and Star Wars Visions, you can go through to patreon.com slash heyfam. Just link it up now. Yeah. Get it out of the way it's kind of while weird you're if listening you're to us. It's something to do with your fingers. Patreon.com slash heyfam. If you don't do $5 it, $5 a month is all it costs. Podphobic, I've heard. That's, that's the uh, word that they're throwing around these days. That's, that's what they're saying on the streets. Mm. Uh, you, but yeah, if you had to, uh, if you go there, you get an extra episode of Hey Fam every single week. There's hundreds of them, uh, in the, in the library now. And as it is the beginning of a month, um, it is the best time to sign up because you have a whole month to decide whether this is a service that you want to keep paying for. We call it HeyFam Plus. That's it. Um, we should call it HeyFam yeah. Plus. I'm pretty sure every every podcast is probably doing that on their Patreon. Uh, PayFam no, PayFam is, is, is way funnier. What, what, what do we call it? HeyFam Minus. <laughs> That's what this one is. That's to like upsell <laughs> PayFam. <It's> a- <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, come, come, please support us on Patreon. Uh, we do a lot of extra content. And uh, if, if anything, if you'll get the full picture. Yeah. Um, so that is patreon.com slash HeyFam. So yeah, what if today we're also going to be talking about mm. Super Smash Brothers because uh, Sakurai-san... Uh, he announced the final character. Three and a half years after the game's release, like six years into its development, he finally crossed the finish line. And of course, our final fighter for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Now, I know that, Angus, you're not anywhere near... I'm I'm not a massive fan of Kingdom Hearts. I really like the first two games, but I like found that entire presentation. I feel like he justified Sora's inclusion in the game so well. Like... And there was just so many... Like, if you haven't watched any of these videos that Sakurai, who is the, the director of Super Smash Bros., um, does about each character, they're, they're such a joy to watch. And, and like, even even the more insane ones where it's just him in his house. Um, oh, they're like works know, of art. In, lo- they, in lockdown. They need to be preserved by some form of video game museum. Uh, I, I think, honestly, they, 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 they should start... Uh, Lottoing off um, tickets to be the production crew that laughs at his jokes. Like I would kill to be oh, in the I room. I would love that. Nothing more. Yeah, I would. I would die to be in there when he's making his uh, self-effacing jokes about uh, his development time or yeah, how bad he is and stuff. Like it, they all laugh so politely. I want to politely giggle in that uh, that that beige. It's just they're the funniest videos. Just like a beige office with him with like four controllers laid out and just like his loud shirts. It's so great. Putting- Putting multiple Sora posters up on the wall behind Incredible. Him. And just, like, laboring over, like, the, the slight um, sartorial changes of Sora between games. And you know, obviously, yeah. how excited I got when the word Dream Drop uh, Remix was said maybe, like, six times. Dream Drop Distance. Dream Drop Distance was said. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> I don't even know yeah, what that means. Squ- and it's, squ- it's doing shit. Square Enix were the only only people brave enough to say what the th- what the what the D's in uh, 3DS stood for. Yeah, dream, dream, drop, drop distance. and distance. <laughs> uh, and he was very very quick to point out that uh, that that dream dot distance was a uh, a Nintendo exclusive at first. He was yeah. He said it has been remade, but it was originally for the 3DS. So Sora is a Nintendo character. Oh, it always has been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I um. I wasn't sure who who they were going to um, who they were going to announce. I thought Sora would just be too complicated to sort out. I didn't. Square and D- Disney. Well, there's no Disney in this, so. Well, I mean, the Keyblade, which is the sword, has a Mickey in the shape on it. Of the key that, yeah, it has, it has the Mickey Mouse ears. So there is some amount of negotiation, and that is a pretty iconic, yeah, part of Sora's costume. But I mean, there's um, no music. There's no like Donald, Goofy, Mickey. Yeah, I was I, that, that was like especially when he when he teased what the final smash was. It was like, oh, I'm not we're not going to show it to you, 
you know, I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh shit, is that where, like, because if Donald and Goofy shot out as like your final smash, yeah, I thought that could be that could be mad. No, it's just his friends that all look the same as him. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all the spirits in the spirits board are just all different versions, clones of of, uh, of Sora. I remember like smashing a forty minute YouTube just explaining the plot, and yeah, wow. I feel for anyone keeping up with that. <laughs> um, but I, I think he like like Sora looks like he plays really really well, right? Yeah, he really light character. He looks ju- he plays just like he does in the in the games. Mm. Um, it's just wild how much care and effort gets put into Sakurai, like you know, putting these characters in. Oh man, I wish that his um, level of care and detail echoed throughout the entire company. Like, <laughs> I just feel like. His perfectionism is is like he is the person maintaining that like mantle of like yeah that precision care over like how Pac Man lands after a jump. You know what I mean? Like he would have spent hundreds of hours yes. like laboring over that. I fear that we. I mean, that's that's not the same person who creates the three D All Stars package for three months or you know what I mean? It's just like yeah, yep. Like yeah, I, I actually that think that right, actually. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is a better like collection of Mario nostalgia in terms of like the music that's available, the levels, the re- like the remaster look, then the official 3D All Stars pack, like which has very limited special definitely. features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's definitely more music. Hundred uh, percent Smash Brothers for Mario than the three soundtracks on the 3D All Stars collection. Yeah, um, I actually ju- I actually just started replaying that um, because uh, I-, I ordered the new Lego set, uh, the Mario 64. Oh yeah, I've got to pick mine up. Fold out to. Reveal tableaus from uh, from the, from Mario sixty four, and uh, I was like, "Oh shit!" The kids actually have no context for what Mario sixty four is, so we've been been playing that. I'm picking mine and, up uh, straight after we record. Uh, it's I got the oh, that's awesome. the email saying, "Come and get it." It's at Lego store. You are you are approaching um, me five years ago levels of un- unopened boxes of Lego sets in your house. Yeah, I yeah, I am. It's a, it's a slippery slope. You know you know how bad this addiction can get. Yeah, I I, I am far more the scope of the, the you know the the packages I get are far more limited than your scope. Like it's strictly Star Wars and this Mario one. What about Seinfeld? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell Angus is stressed. He's burping. Seinfeld as well. I mean, yeah, it's very limited. Okay. Where I, yeah, well, I mean, there like, are a shitload of, of, of Star Wars Lego sets. Yeah, but I don't get out. them all either. Just the really big ones. Sometimes. Sometimes the small ones too. I have some nice little ones. Um, oh, uh, I digress. Yeah, I have I'm one Marvel one. I have the yep. Thor new Asgard with him like playing Fortnite. Oh, mad. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So many things that we're talking about now were, were like, you know, concepts that made up uh, different episodes in What If. Mm. Before we get to that, is there anything else that you want to say about that? The final Smash character, was there anyone that you were hoping it would have been instead or are you happy with Sora? Um, I would have loved uh, Sam Porter Bridges. Yep. But we got Solid Snake. I guess that's good enough. Sam Porter Bridges would be great. Just this, like, depressed middle-aged man. <laughs> We've, like boxes okay like you know like delivery packages and shit there's something funny about that yeah and then and a baby crying the entire time yeah. you're playing as him and like great. bt showing up and just like scaring everyone on the board 
and like having him, he like he has to like take a shit into a into a bullet or whatever, so he can shoot it at people. Yeah, that would be incredible. What are they? No, it's, it's it, you, there's never shit. Do you, do you use shit bullets or it's just grenades? It's just piss and, and blood. It's piss, piss, blood. It's everything. It's piss, blood, shit, and they make up your ex grenades. That's awesome. How far into uh, Death Stranding are you? Um, now? I'd say like. How much of America have you rebuilt? Let's say half. Reconnected. I've yeah, reconnected no. half and I'm just like kind of concentrating on the roads again. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> I'm just running around ignoring so many delivery missions and just like stacking up on metals and ceramics and building roads, which I built two years ago and I'm having the time of my <laughs> life, literally. It's such a good time. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, like, it's so good. I and have, there's just like, like little two more weeks. quality of life improvements, which make that like easier and better. There's like cool new delivery techniques. Like there's a slingshot. Basically you put like items in and then you fire it. If you want to like get a large lot of cargo in one direction and then it switches to like above you and that you open a parachute and like help them land. So they don't like get damaged. <laughs> Just like <laughs> sick things like that. It's, it, it's really good. What a great game. <laughs> oh dude, it's so good. And I've gotten hooked on like doing the VR missions and just S ranking them. Oh, that's awesome. It's just like, it's basically um, like a mini Metal Gear Solid. I, uh, back, back to the Smash Brothers, uh, presentation. Um, so Sakurai dropped that, um, he dream dropped that you can now play the, uh, oh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts collections, which are available everywhere. Um, you can play them on the Switch now, but then Cloud mode. he said that you, you, yeah, you'll have to play these PlayStation 2 games using cloud mode, yeah. which is not cloud from final fantasy no, not, it is, yeah uh, cloud is not there with his big sword he's he's still in smash but yeah this is a trend we're seeing more and more uh it seems to be which is useless for us because you can't you can't use do do cloud gaming on uh, on switch in australia because the internet is not good enough or something it's insane i just don't know how i mean these are literally ps3 era games like the remasters are ps3 era and that's one one and two are ps2 yeah, but I mean, these remasters are like the, the ones that they're playing yes. are the newer like PS3 ones. But it's like even that on its that that console came out in 2007. Like, we're talking like is it Square not wanting to do the work? Is it is it just as easier than porting them properly? Oh, it's I guess way so. easier. Yeah, they would be just be there's no work required because it's not emulation. It's like running on a server somewhere. It's not using the hardware of the of the console. Yeah. Um, have you bought either of the um, the DLC packs for Smash Brothers? Yeah. Bought both of them? Yeah. Damn, yeah, I haven't bought either of them. As much as I love all the presentations, I feel like I, I, never never was I like, oh, yeah, this is the character that, that, that I really I always get suckered in. Now that they're all... I bought them like months what? after the, they came out. It would be like when I fire it up, I'll be like, oh, that's right. This character's here. I'll play that. Like I've never fired it up solo to play. It's always with like friends or something. Yeah. I uh, if, if they do release like a... a di- a discount package. I'll I'll totally go in. Mm. Um, I'm actually stoked about all the Kingdom of Hearts music being in Smash Brothers too. I think the, the music is genuinely good from those first two games. I can't wait for you to vibe out um, on your Switch OLED uh, with your headphones in, walking around, ignoring your family, <laughs> listening to Kingdom Hearts tracks with a big Switch hanging out your pocket. Let, yeah, in my my big pocket with which has which has in my pants that has 17 zippers on it because I, I mm-hmm. try to dress like Sora. And your clown shoes. I, I love. I love that. There's one song that you get in Smash Brothers only if you have saved data from the weird, um, like, rhythm game, Kingdom Hearts rhythm game that came out on Switch last year. Oh, really? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
No, that's what I call um, a dream drop the, distance. Best part of the entire presentation was him just going through stats. I fucking yeah, love same. how much he loves numbers. Um, it's like, you know, how many hours have been played of Super yeah. Smash Brothers? How many, how many smashes have been are. made offline? How many smashes have been made online? Um, I loved that, like, there were so many caveats to, like, how many fighters there were because if you include like oh, the yeah. alternate costumes of certain characters actually that means two and it yeah, was just great stuff like, that i would never yeah. allow i'd be like no it's still one character he's just like no yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah that was the, the, the final the final character for super smash brothers ultimate that's a fucking incredible package such a great yeah it's it's insane and also they kind of revealed that uh well not kind of but they sort of like you know they asked years ago who would be the the character you want more in um most in Smash Brothers, like a public poll and Sora won. And that, that information they kept under lock and key for like five or six years. Yeah. And they revealed it very conveniently right now. Yeah. Um I loved Sakurai kind of going, um, this is proof that if you work on something uh, over and over, it will eventually be finished. And like how happy he was that this is finally He seemed over. great. He was on fire. He was like uh when you finish school and he was like giving the like exit speech, you know, as like class of uh, the valedictorian yes. class of 2021, he was like making jokes. All the teachers were laughing. Like, you know, it was kind of like everyone was there. I loved his purple shirt. Yeah. He looked great. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, that's the, that's the end of super smash brothers ultimate. I think the final character comes out in a week. Um, Angus, I always forget to do this, but I'm going to remember now. Before we get into what if, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Oh, wow. Thanks, sponsors. Okay. Um, so, what if what if uh, the, the the Marvel... Is that something... Uh, are you are you going to say that and then not cut it and just like um, just hope the ad comes in then when, when, people, when we... That would be great if it comes in like 10 minutes oh, yeah, later. And then it comes in, comes in now. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very us. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, so... Yeah, what if Marvel's what if um, 
started nine weeks ago on Disney Plus, and it ended. Okay, Sakurai, <laughs> just dropping <laughs> intense stats. Um, here's, here's how many heroes we saw. <laughs> yeah, how many versions of alternate costumes? Here's how many times the watcher watched. Mm. Um, like I said at the start of the episode, it was very strange going back to this after watching Star Wars Visions and the Animatrix in the same week. Yeah. Um, because where those series had different animation teams, different production um, companies on each episode presenting a different vision for each story, this is the same style of artwork, which itself is meant to be very evocative of what the characters look like in the MCU um, themselves. Mm. I read an interview um, with like I- the producer this week, and he was like, at one point we were discussing having different animation styles, but uh, they were like, the MCU has a look. And so we adhere to it. So these look like they would fit in with the larger MCU, which to me is like, what are the bad parts of like having an ultra, ultra connected universe? It's like, no, you're allowed to like have fun. I think, you know what I mean? It just seemed yeah. like, no, totally. It seemed very much like, no, this is how they look. But I also have a feeling it's because um, it would have kept production costs down in a big way. Yeah. So at one point they were considering um, basing the entire look on the series on the comic book art of Jack Kirby and Steve, or, oh, Steve Ditko. Don't say that. That would have been incredible. Um, but then they said it. They settled on the um, the cell shaded um, like character likeness style of artwork, which they said was inspired by classic American illustrators like uh, J. C. Landecker, Norman Rockwell, Tom Lavelle, and Mead Schaefer. No, to me, it's, which, it's inspired <laughs> by the Telltale uh, Choose Your Own Adventure games. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, that's such horseshit um, and- PR. There's no no way that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Brian Andrews, the director, who I'll go through all the filmographies everyone involves uh, very soon. Oh, you probably don't um, have to. But oh, it's pretty interesting. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah, because just like there are a few very cool like things that the, the 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 main staff kind of worked on in the past, but then some of them have worked on things. I'm like, why? How did this lead them to being like mm. the, the head of this? Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, like the the director thought that the the that the style of animation resulted in a kind of heroic, hyper realized, super idealized look that feels iconic while not being too pushed or, or cartoony. And they also said that the lady and Lady and the Tramp of all Disney movies was the biggest influence on this, okay, uh, because it was beautifully painted. But well, this yeah, is they, a- they also considered doing traditional two D animation. But um, Marvel couldn't find studios to handle the necessary work. So they went with 2.5D with 3D models rendered with 2D lighting to appear like flat drawings. And flat is a very uh, choice word for, for what a lot of this series looks like. Yeah. it's uh, um, Especially hearing the Kirby Ditko thing. I'm just like, why the fuck didn't they do that? That would have been gorgeous. Yeah, you can tell that like... Like Spider-Verse. Uh, like just lean into the... Comic. Well, yeah, that, I think that... The, the final layer of animation is someone that has seen Spider-Verse trying to make this as exciting as possible. There was a lot of, like, Kirby dot work in yeah, some of the... Yeah, with the Ultron fight Explosions and, and that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, very, very flat for the most part. Um, and also sounding very flat, too, because... <laughs> Except Sebastian this, Stan, they, they... who's yelling his lines. Like, he's there's a... There's a uh, on the other end of the recording booth, there is the produ- the sound engineer has got a gun pointed at his family. It's like, if you don't mm-hmm. yell these lines, uh, I shoot each member until they, you know, until you get it right. So, very crazy how how extensive the voice cast for this is. The fact that they actually did have the budget to get back almost all 
of the vo- the original actors to to pl- just voice characters in very small roles. Who's um, not there? In, we don't in, in have some of these episodes. Tony. We don't have Robert Downey Jr. We don't have Scarlett Johansson. We don't have Tom Holland. And we don't have uh, Steve Rogers. So, um, oh, isn't Chris, that Chris wasn't Miller. that Chris in the first app? Oh, it wasn't. No, no, it's not. Um, when we don't have yeah, we don't have Carol Danvers. Uh, Brie Larson is not there. Um, there is okay. Do you want me to go through everyone who wasn't there? Because it, it is interesting. Like Dave Batista didn't return for Drax. Um, we had uh, Ross Markand, who was the voice of um, Red Skull. Who he played Red oh, Skull yeah. in Endgame and Infinity War. He returns as for Red Skull, Red Skull, but also he's the voice of Ultron. Okay, which was very odd. I don't know what James Spader is doing, but God, those last two episodes would have been so much better if he returned totally. for that voice. Um. Peter Quill, um, Chris Pratt was too busy being cool. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he's too busy uh, uh, being Mario. <laughs> Chris, sorry, Chris Sun was too busy being Mario. Um, Chris Lake Pratt Bell, is um, not Starlord. <laughs> Lake Lake Bell, who I, I remember from um, Children's Hospital. Oh yeah, she um, was uh, Scarlet, she, wasn't she? Yeah, the voice of Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow. Um, and then uh, like even like a few little ones like Thaddeus Ross, Betty Ross, they weren't. Liv Tyler or the other guy. Um, There's no Ross representation, was there? What's his name? Big Lebowski didn't play Obadiah Stane. Uh, there was no Gwyneth Paltrow. There was no actor who plays Shuri. And from reports, it could be because she's like... Anti-vax. Uh, rampant anti-vax propaganda spreader. Apparently, mm-hmm. there's reports from Black Wid- uh, from uh, Black Panther 2 that she just keeps like spreading like anti-vax sentiment through, like on the set. That rules. What a, what a crazy person. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, the, the the one character who was the most out of place in the final episode last night was uh, Gamora, um, who appeared out of nowhere, um, and she was voiced by Cynthia McWilliams, so not her original actor. Um, but then, but like you know, the, the the list of actors that they did get back is far longer than the list of actors that they didn't. Like as you have like you know the actual big actors, so like you know getting. Josh Brolin back for Thanos. I thought that's crazy. Mm. Michael Rooker is back as Yondu. Kurt Russell. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Kurt Russell's back for a very small role. For like two lines. As, uh, ego. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Goldblum's back as Grandmaster. Like, And then, like, you know, you've got Angela Bassett back as uh, Black Panther's oh, mom. Oh, and of course we have um, Chadwick Boseman in his final performance. Yeah. In, and, like, like, quite I a few episodes. Be that, that, yeah, that, that one episode. But he, he shows up in, in three or four mm. of these episodes in quite substantial roles. Mm. Um, uh, Seth Green is uh, is Howard the Duck in a couple of episodes. Uh, Andy Serkis is Claw again. Frank Grillo is even back as Brock Rumlow. Uh, so like, yeah, they, they were able to get him back for for so for so many things, so, so many actors back for for their roles. Mm. Um, the weirdest one that isn't back is Brie Larson to me, considering how many movies she's about to make with with Marvel, and she's going to be in the Marvels, I guess. I think maybe yeah, maybe she's just but, too busy playing Animal Crossing. Of course, a very, very good, uh, a very good uh, excuse. So, there was one episode that um, was so. This was originally approved for ten episodes, first mm. season ten episodes, and there was one episode in which um, I think it explored what if Gamora was the one that saved um, Tony Stark and not oh, Nebula. Okay, because I was totally of, wondering of what the hell that like Tony Stark and her in space sequence was. So, because of that, that for, for whatever reason, COVID, I guess, um, that episode they weren't able to complete in the first, um, in this first season. So, they've delayed that. They're going to have it in the second season. But 
they kept that that character that 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 version of Gamora. She shows up in this final episode mm. when they, they they create a team of of what if and what's um, to to appear in the final episode to fight Ultron. The Guardians of and the Multiverse, like, I believe. That's right. I was just like, who, who is this? And I, I I actually had to like pause it, go back to the menu, and be like, did I miss an episode? When did this character appear? And she's like, yeah, I have this only- like lawnmower that pulls out Infinity Stones, and you're like, wait, 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 how are they just dumping this exposition? And you're like, oh. Yeah, so they um, they have featured her pretty heavily in marketing. Um, there were lots of posters of Gamora in the lead up to to this series coming out, and they actually made a Lego set based on that mm, episode. They did as with well. the big uh, Tony Stark uh, Iron Man outfit. Yeah, so I think they made two two um, two Lego sets based on what What If, and one of them was that one. And it's yeah, it's funny that 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 isn't going to see the light of day until next year as an episode, and it felt very odd. That, that 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 she was there in that final episode too. Yeah. So also, what look, was the difference between? I mean, the series. She's kind of the same character, isn't she? Yeah, I guess. Well, she, well, she had Thanos's armor. Oh, okay. And Thanos's main big weapon as well. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, my my biggest one is there's no difference between Thor. Well, he's just he's like a just a bit more of a party boy. But that's like he Thor less from the, less of the humility. Thor, yeah. Thor, like Ragnarok onwards. Yeah, I was just like, "There's no is difference it? here." I was, a- I was trying to be. I, that's me, me being switch. Is it? Is it really? Yeah, I, don't know. I was like, "No, it's just it? yeah, it's just the current like yeah. last eight years of Thor when they were like, let's make him funny." <laughs> yeah, totally. Except, well, I mean, they, they they tried to make him funny in this. I don't think they did make him funny in in What If. No, because uh, it's like I think so much yeah, of Thor's like was, um, humor comes from at times Chris- a very brutal watch to watch this entire series. Yeah, and Thor's like we humor comes from Chris Hemsworth, like. His performance, like his physical performance, not just his voice acting. You know what I mean? That's what like makes a lot of yeah, it funny. totally. Yeah, definitely. Everything, every every line that this version of Thor said felt like he was saying it for the trailer. Yeah, you know how like yeah, they yeah. always put like funny bits in the trailers. Legit. Um, yeah, this was uh, not not the best MCU writing. Um, that's for sure. So. Do we want to go through each episode of What If quickly? Because that makes yeah, sense. You you what? You watched the first one and you're like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But you were going to return to it. I, I, this isn't this isn't an Avengers situation, the game situation where I'm, I hyped it up too much. No. And, uh, you came back to it only to discover it sucked. This is uh, something you, you, you were always going to do. So the first episode was what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Uh, in which Peggy Carter she gets the she gets the super se- soldier serum super yeah. soldier serum instead of uh, instead of um, Steve Rogers Big Steve and uh, I found this this episode very flat even though the idea is cool it was boring just to see it was very boring. the events of the first Captain Amer- Captain America movie just except it's Peggy yeah it was just like um, an abridged <laughs> version of the first film it was wonderful to hear Bucky say his new catchphrase yeah. who ordered who ordered the calamari. <laughs> It's just, it's just, yeah, it's so funny that he goes from, like, you know, this brooding, handsome guy in the first Avenger, and in this, he's just, like, quip machine. It's Yes, totally. <laughs> it, it, this whole um, series is, like, if, um yeah, if AI made an MCU movie, and it's, like, you know, quips, quips, like, it was just, like, put, it, 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 like, digested, indigested, ingested all of, sorry, um the films and scripts and, like, spat out its own. It's, like, this is what it would be. Yeah, um, so that ends on like the most exciting part of the of, of the episode is is Captain Carter going forward, um, like you know being being 
unfrozen or whatever happens. Or is she in the cube? I can't remember. Whatever. She returns to the Avengers timeline and Nick Fury's there and it's her instead of Steve Rogers. And she joins the Avengers and you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? And it felt more like a pilot than it did an actual story. Mm. Um, and I wanted to know what happened next. And we it's revealed at the, in the ninth episode that what happens next is it looks like it's just Peggy just doing all of Captain America's movies except she's Captain America. Like, it's so boring that, like, this big big change in in characters just results in the same plots what yeah one thing that i guess was like an overarching thing for me is i would have loved we're also familiar and i guess like this whole series relies on your familiarity with our marvel multiverse whatever it is our marvel universe and all of these episodes these like 30 minute episodes i think could have been done in 30 second recaps just like you know it is Captain America, but in this time, Peggy, and that's all we need. And then it should start with new stuff. Yeah. Like, even, I, I was thinking about it last night, and the last two episodes have been like, oh, okay, cool. This is what we kind of, this is kind of what I wanted from the get-go. But they do, it's like eight origin movies. And the thing is, we've seen them all before, and there are slight variances. Like, all it needs to say is, oh, Stephen Strange, on the way to his speech, uh, his love died. And now he's obsessed with bringing her back. Like, that's all you need. I don't need 30 minutes of that. Like, I Mm. think it should have been just... Everyone should have been introduced via, like, 30-second max recaps. Because we're so familiar with these stories. Like, all you need for the Tony Stark one is Killmonger rescued him. But in fact, it was Killmonger who said it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um... And I, I think when when they started mirroring what happened in the movies anyway, it was just I was like, why are we watching this again? Exactly. The thing is, like, let's assume yeah. it is mirrored and just tell us what the differences are. We've seen Loki. We understand now what the like the concept of a variant is. Like, we get that. Just tell us the slight differences. Like, they did it so well in Loki. They're like, oh, he, they showed us an alligator. They didn't tell us. You know what I mean? It's like this is how weird this is. Like, there are slight variances everywhere. Yeah, um, the second episode, What If T'Challa Became a Star-Lord, I actually really enjoyed that. I thought that was probably the strongest episode of the season. Um, maybe beside, beside the second last second last episode. Yeah, it was fine. Um, Again, all I needed was an intro being like, what if this kid was taken? And that's all I need to know, because we know T'Challa's kind. We know he's like very different to Peter Quill. Yeah, but I mean, at, at least with that episode, it just threw you in the deep end. And you know you're, you're seeing familiar sights and 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 characters, but T'Challa has affected mm. the universe. Like you know, like Thanos is on his crew because he was able to like yeah. convince him with the power of words not to kill everything. Mm. Um, and it and it felt like a very different, fun, and it was very fun as well. That yeah, was it was thing. so much better than the first one. Um, next is what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Um, so that was where everyone just dies where like, yeah, everyone, everyone dies. And it turns <laughs> out that it's Hank Pym who is uh, re- like committing the murders as revenge for his daughter, Hope, who died as a shield agent. Oh, that's right. But like, give, give me the story of Hope as a shield totally. agent. Totally. That's like, uh, that was, that seems more, yeah, it was, it was, that was a really, really strange episode. Yeah. But yeah, it does. Again, that didn't Fury. even need an episode. Well, I feel like it, it, it existed to set up the the kind of widow's endpoint in in the ninth episode because that's where she's re- that that's the universe she's returned to. Oh, okay. Fury's like this. This universe lost their, right. their widow, and so she he leave 
sorry, not Fury. The Watcher leaves her in, yeah, in yeah, that yeah, universe. Yeah, 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 on the carrier. But when they were like, this this universe lost their widow, I'm like, oh, so the main MCU. Same, that's there. what I thought. But then you say Cap and stuff, and you're like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, so she, she that, like, that all, all, the, all the hints are there because at the end of that third episode, mm. Fury finds frozen Steve Rogers and summons Carol Danvers to Earth. Mm. Um, but yeah, and so you see both of them fighting all of all of the Lokis mm. at the end of end of episode nine, and then um, yeah, Black Widow uses the Loki Pokey stick and, uh, and 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 defeats Loki, just like that. Um, episode number four: What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Very very boring episode. <laughs> yeah, just like um, fifteen I- minutes of him summoning beasts is from what I remember, and I was like, this is really hard to watch. I mean, a good performance, I thought. 12, but 12 minutes. I'd say Benedict Cumberbatch was maybe Gattin the best Severino. voice actor. Yeah, he was solid for sure. And, 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 and the thing is, like, as boring as that episode was, his, his character was one of the more interesting ones yeah. in that final episode. Agreed. It, they are really positioning um, Strange as, like, one of the, you know, one of the AAA headliners in a post-Endgame universe. Totally. Um, so, episode number five was What If Zombies, um, which... I thought it was stupid, but I liked it. Yeah, um, it was it was fine. It was kind of like whatever. Like Peter being, you know, he loves his movies. I liked that. It's it's fun. It, it's fun to seeing everyone die. I guess. Yeah. And then it was like Vision was keeping Scarlet Witch alive, and she was like a hungry zombie or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that. I kind of, I liked it because I was like, when, when they were assembling all of the characters for the final episode, I'm like, well, who are they going to get from that zombie universe? Mm. And it was fun seeing them like dump, dump all the zombies yeah. and the Scarlet, Scarlet Witch zombie uh, onto U- Ultron. Mm. Um, then we had uh, episode six, What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark? Again, that one felt like, oh, that's a cool idea, but it was so dull because we saw so much of the first Iron Man movie again, and then it still just became Black Panther anyway. Totally. And it's like, yeah, Michael B. Jordan, terrific appearance, and, you know, very... We'll, we'll always love his performance as Killmonger, but it's like not even he could save that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Do you think Marvel regret killing um, him? Or do you think now they're happy that they have a multiverse where they're like, oh, shit, we can just bring him back? Yeah, I, I I assume, especially now that you know poor Chadwick has died, like I, I guess it would it would make sense to bring Michael B. Jordan back as a as a main character in Black Panther two. I hope they figure out a way to do it. I feel like there's enough connections to. It's like an afterworld film. thing, you know. They're very much yeah yeah. I see it happening, but then again, this is something I'd like to get into after um, we go through the episodes. It's like how much multiverse is too much multiverse. Like how much is Marvel cramming this idea down our throat? Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, then we have what I think was the worst episode. Um, what if Thor were an only child, which is like the comedy episode. See, I, um, everyone was I saying like- this. I remember in the like Discord, everyone was like, oh, this one's painful. I actually didn't mind this one compared to the others because it was the thing I liked about it was it was just an original story, which a lot of them weren't. Right. And I was like, okay, yeah, this I, is I fine like- because I'm not waiting for like beats to appear. Um I did like Thor and Captain Marvel just duking it out. Yeah, I liked how they were punching each fun. other around continents and stuff and, like, kicking each other into new countries. I liked um, seeing, like, Loki as a big old ice 
dick swinger and hanging out and just being a, a bro. Like, I don't know. There were parts of it I was like, okay, this is good. And the fact Natalie Portman was in it was so, so funny. Like, wow. Yeah, you could have, like, maybe yeah, predict that, that years ago that she'd return to Jane as a cartoon before her live action uh, reappearance. Yeah, totally. If at all. Yeah. But no, I don't know. There's yeah, something right. about yeah. it I liked because it was just, like, a shitty party movie from the 80s where he's got to clean it up and, I don't know, his mum's there. I don't know. It was very stupid, but also, like, I... I was there for it. I love Chris Hemsworth as Thor, like in in the movies. I could not stand him as a voice actor. He was like basically like Star Lord, wasn't he? Just like <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. Very much quipping and yeah, it was like okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the end of that episode, um, an army of drones led by Ultron with all the Infinity Stones um, shows up. Mm-hmm. To like beat down Thor, and that is the first time that we're like, oh, things are going to carry over to the next yeah. episode. I guess um, there are moments in the in the series before this where like um, the like in the Doctor Strange episode, he's aware of the Watcher's presence. Yes, um, that hints that like maybe that might play a big part in the series at some point. Um, episode eight was my favorite of episode of episode mm. of the series. Um, what if What if Ultron won? And I, I mean, I, I guess this comes down to me thinking that like Joss Whedon really squandered how fun an Ultron movie could be. Yeah, he took um, a great villain, a great performance. Like I feel like that was just, was just a... way too entwined yeah. in uh, in Tony Stark and just so much other mess in that movie. Like, you know, trying to set up... Like, MCU, it's not just Whedon's fault. No, it was back when, like, you... Yeah, before they really trusted filmmakers. And it was like, make these things happen in your movie. But, like, I mean, Ultron is a really easy character to bring back. He's a robot. You can just say that, well, we didn't destroy every single Ultron. Yeah, wow, Tony Stark kept a backup of one or something. Yeah, and I feel like that could be a really fun presence in a in a Marvel property. Um, and I thought he was really fun in this episode. I liked um, that somehow out of all the characters, um, Black Widow and Hawkeye are the only ones that have survived. I, um, I was watching this and being uh, like, this is great. This could have been the first episode and just really make it like Avengers Days of Future Past. Like set us up, just explain mm-hmm. to us. I, the whole time I watched it, I was like, this is far more captivating than anything that's come before. We could learn about these other characters via those 30-second bits I mentioned earlier. Like, we just need to know T'Challa, Star-Lord, this, this, and then bring them all together in that as the final scene of that first episode. Imagine- and I am so on board. I'm- Give us yeah. a post-apocalyptic Days of Future Past thing and just, like, that's that would have been such a strong start, I thought, rather than paint-by-numbers, Peggy Car- thick Peggy Carter. Imagine if every What If episode was like, you know, a bunch of random Avengers in a post-apocalyptic situation because the villain won. Totally. It would be amazing. And you just, you know, you have like Spider-Gwen, you have like all where you just have anyone that's different. Just, you know, you have whatever. Yeah. And then and then at the end of it, like the watch is like, I'm picking you because you guys are survivors mm. and I need I need I need you to help me survive. Yeah, I was like that. So on board. Like all I needed, you know the scene when uh he was collecting everybody to bring them together? Yeah. That's all I needed for these character introductions. Sure. Okay, cool. I would have been yeah, like, yeah. start with this app and just introduce us to Gamora rescuing Tony Slide. That's all I needed to know about her. All I needed was that and then bring them together and you're like, cool. Smack bang, what's the problem here? And then have a whole season about, like, Ultron.
What? Can you hear me? Um, yeah, you, you cut out for just a second there, but oh. um, yeah, um, but yeah. So th- that that Gamora apparently also killed Thanos. Cool. In her universe, um, would have loved that information uh, uh, <laughs> while trying to discern what differences she was besides her lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, Ultron wins in that one. Um, Clint and Natasha. Um, use Arnim, Arnim Zola's consciousness to try and uh, destroy Ultron once and for all. Clint Barton finally dies. Very satisfying to see that happen. Yeah. Uh, instead of everyone sacrificing themselves to save him. Um, hey, and we've and, got to say, uh, I, I yeah. another thing, I thought Renner, great performance in this season. Absolutely. It was sick just I was like, oh, he's a great Hawkeye. ass as well. Yeah, I was like, he's actually yeah. a great Hawkeye. Like, it got me excited and- for the Hawkeye series. Well, I'm super excited because I just realized I'm such a sucker for him just having different kinds of arrows. How good were the arrows in this? Like the one where he like yeah, drops was... all those little like um, things and it like created like a net that stopped them all from coming. I was like, this is sick. Yeah. Um, really, really good use of, of Hawkeye in that episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm so amped for him just to unleash How good would it have been live action? Next week just in, the, to... in the live action one. How good would live action be just to start an episode with him and Scarlet? Sorry, start the movie with like him and Scarlet just like in a post-apocalyptic earth and you have to try and you're, you're just doing guesswork. You're like, what is going on? And yeah, totally. that's what I kept thinking. I was like, they are such a good duo and it is a shame that <laughs> she dead. But uh, yeah. So the Watcher assembles a bunch of characters from all of those episodes to help him uh, defeat Ultron before he conquers the multiverse. Because U- Ultron's become what... like a cosmic being essentially by becoming like an infinity gauntlet himself right that's kind of like the yeah which is great fun super fun and i love the um, again like seeing the vision like him as vision and stuff all from that terrible second avengers movie just like how i wish things went like it was just so much more satisfying seeing him like achieve his goals yeah um so yeah episode nine was what if the watcher broke his oath and it was the, that that team being assembled and um, and taking down Ultron in a like slightly satisfying way. I don't think it fully paid off, but there were moments of goodness in that. It just was a, again a bit flat. Mm. Um, and I yeah, I guess that it was cool that they managed to use all of the universes from the series. I think Gamora's presence was very confusing to me. Yeah, um, and it's funny because everyone's just, like, just like get Thor. He, everyone loves Thor, and there's literally no difference between. <laughs> him and like yeah. i was like there's no difference here it's just he's such a fun character i guess for people to write and for to have like a strong overpowered lightning god that <laughs> they're just like stick him in here yeah or well, even even killmonger like what did he do in that fight i guess was he there because they knew he would try and steal yeah. the stones and that and was why and then he could put separate. them in like the pocket verse or whatever yeah right i um, i i was I hoping best... it would end with him as the big bad for the second season yeah, cool. Yeah, like a very more more cool and calculated yeah. um, Infinity Stone user. Yeah, I'd be like, that's sick. Because there was that, you know, the classic thing with Killmonger is there's that whole movement, like Thanos, where it's like Killmonger was right. And you would, I would love to see him be like, no, when, you know, when he's like pleading with them and he's like, let us remake our stuff. Like, he is such a um, a character you sympathize for, given his, you know, history. I don't think you sympathize with him in, in that episode, though, because it was no. Done I so meant like in general, just taking the, the stones with no prior like meditative like moment. Yeah, it was very odd. totally. But I mean, like in general, um, he's a character you sympathize with 
you you like yeah, out sure. of most Marvel out out of all Marvel villains, you're like, oh yeah, he's the one. Remember he was, remember when Black Panther came out, everyone was like, oh cool, finally Marvel has a villain that's good. Yeah, totally, an interesting one. Um, the coolest I thought, yeah, like Stephen Strange, his version of Stephen Strange. Even though I hated the episode that got us to this point, I liked like when he like you know unleashed his full power. Yeah. from an animation point of view, I thought that was like the most inspired moment of the just series. Just this like big Cthulhu um, thing, just like. But like constantly like glitching between yeah. like he was like his he was arm so many being different a different things beast. at one point. Yeah, I really liked that, and I liked the um the suits of armor he gave everybody. Yeah, totally. Um, there was lots of fun fun stuff like that. It definitely felt very comic booky too. Like, and so it should. You know, it's an animated this... Marvel thing. Like, I find the others were too grounded and just like some like the Tony Stark episode was so boring. Just like so much of it was set like in boardrooms or mm-hmm. like living rooms. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, get crazy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think this got crazy enough, but there Likewise, were of craziness. Like, Loki I, got crazier within its first five minutes as a live action series than yeah, this totally entire true. series got. Um, so the, the, they, they really kind of leaned into like, I think Captain Carter is going to be like the one constant through all of the series that when every series is going to have an episode with her in it. Right. Um, so they're really trying to like, you know, give her little bits and pieces here and there, like her friendship with Romanoff. I liked her um, uh, Winter Soldier intro. I thought that was great. Yep. Um, beating Batrock. Um, and then, uh, at the end she finds her Steve, in the um the Hydra Smasher, yeah. Hydra Stomper armor at the end. Um whatever. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. Yeah. Um I find that like I've read plenty of comics with the Watcher or Uwata specifically, Uatu in it. Um and he's an odd character, but I, I appreciate him. I found just the the concept of the watcher, someone who just watches but do- is unable to do anything, so frustrating to watch. Yeah, he's just like staring, and they're like, "Did you see that?" And it's like, "Yep, okay." Yeah. I'm like, "What's the point? What's the point of this character? What does he do? He Why just does watches. he watch?" There was no kind of explanation given. Yeah. Like, what well, I don't. Yeah, he's like, "Cause I love your stories. I love them." Yeah, you. Yeah, he is yeah. the viewer. He watches. I mean, I like Jeffrey Wright. I yeah. thought it was a great performance. Uh, he's always great. He's like going to be yeah. Gordon obviously but he's also Batman I was reading in a new uh podcast or, a, or, or yeah. audio book I really like his his just his timber the timber of his voice is great and he's great in the Bond movies so yeah overall I think this is probably the weakest of the um the Disney plus Marvel TV shows like easily the weakest oh easily would you say yeah. I just hope season two Frankie. picks up what I want and it's just like there's an overarching plot because I like the last two being interconnected. I didn't need seven episodes yep. to teach me that they were eventually yes, going to totally be. Yes, totally true. Yeah. Unless they're like completely off the wall. Or maybe like the first episode of each season is introducing every character who's going to be a major player. And then the second episode is, you know, the plot begins. I think because every episode has to be what if the, the someone did something. Like, I, you won't get that. It's so boring um, then. It's just, like, variations on things we know. Like, it's so boring. So, there were a few unused pitches for season one. Mm. Um, some of them were uh, were not used because they got, became too close. To That's right. I heard phase Guardians plots. 3's plot was uh, vetoed one of the episodes. And because this has been in development for a while, some of them were abandoned because they actually um, were too close to ideas in Endgame. Like um, old Steve Rogers, Professor Hulk, and Pepper Potts in the rescue suit. 
Um, but here are ones that I'm so annoyed didn't get turned into episodes. There was one pitch where um, Spider-Man turns into a real spider and it was deemed too dark oh, and I too read about body that. horror. That would have been great. For the rating. Like Man-Spider's a character, um, right? Remember that? There was that... Oh, not Man-Spider. Yeah. There's that arc where Peter grows like extra arms and stuff. Yes, um, and then you're probably not, you're probably very happy this doesn't exist. There was meant to be there was they pitched a crossover with Star Wars characters like Luke Skywalker. Just like don't. <laughs> um, but this one I'm so annoyed didn't happen because this is so weird and I wish it existed. Mm. That someone pitched a Jurassic Park inspired episode featuring the Avengers as dinosaurs during prehistory. That rules. Make that happen. <clears throat> one of the best things about the. Uh... Uh, Batman R.I.P. I know that you and I loved is that um, prehistoric caveman Batman. Caveman Batman, yeah, yeah. like that's so sick. And there's that uh, like caveman prehistoric Avengers, which we've seen before in comics. Like we know. So yeah, we're getting we're getting a second season of this. Who knows how correct? Hopefully, they get way more out there with it. Um, so uh, I just feel was... I don't know. I mean, not fear, but it is very interesting how much I guess you know having watched Loki where Loki is basically a backdoor pilot for what I assume is going to be the next like overarching thing. Uh, I, 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 there's parts of me, which I'm like, it makes sense that multiverses are the next logical step after infinity stones, like infinity stones took, you know, like you've got to tip your hat still to Marvel for like taking us through like quite a grounded film to then having 20, whatever films later, Thanos as your villain and you just accepting it. And the idea of cosmic Mm. being introduced as it was, I think it does make sense that multiverses are the next kind of logical step from going from like a, a universe destroying Titan to this. But it is interesting that we know Spider-Man's leaning into it. We know Doctor Strange is leaning into it. We know that the seeds have been planted for WandaVision with her trying to get those sons back. Like it is very interesting how much, not very interesting, but it is just like, okay, we are, we are full blown multiversing at the moment. And I just wonder what that means for stakes because I guess like there is a part of the Marvel movies that are grounded like Tony Stark's dead and you know what I mean there are things that yeah I totally. fear that I don't know about fear is the right word but that it will just I'm sure they'll be handled fine but it's just like now it seems like too comic booky to a degree where like everyone can come back or anything can happen uh at like author's discretion you know what I mean or they're like oh shit Wolverine's yeah, really guess- popular let's bring him back again like yeah, they do totally. in the comics every yeah. five I, I years. I'm, I'm sure that they'll probably like after the Doctor Strange movie, they'll probably shut it off for a little while. I hope so. Or do you think? I yeah. don't know. It is. I mean, if Kang's going to become the overarching villain, it, who knows? It right now, like true. We didn't know this early on that Thanos. I mean, we kind of did after the fifth movie, which was Avengers or whatever, like seventh movie, that Thanos was going to be a big bad. But we're still kind of in the dark, I guess, about what's happening. And that's kind of good. I'm kind of glad that we don't have a overarching, this is what's happening for this saga or this phase. Like we're still learning, but it does seem to be five of all the new properties have multiverses in them. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously Spider-Verse and Flashpoint and like the Mm. other studios doing their own multiverses too. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a word we might grow to hate very soon. Yeah. We're going to be multiverse. I fear might become the new shared universe, cinematic universe. (laughs) True. Um, so that is uh, our big uh, review of What If. Uh, yeah. If you want to hear us talk about a, an a animated anthology series that we enjoyed significantly more, uh, this week's PayFam is all about the Animatrix. 
Um, as I mentioned last week, we did the Matrix, and next week we're doing Matrix uh, Reloaded. But this one, uh, God, it was a fun thing to so to, to, to check out for the first time. Um, did you get the and, comic? Uh, if you want to hear us talk about, yeah, I've ordered it. We've, Same. We, yeah, so we're. we're, we're it's going to be if you like the Wachowskis or you've always been very curious about like you know their their filmography we are going through all of it um, in the lead up to yeah. Matrix 4 coming out um, and not just movies we've decided we're going to do a, the games uh, once and we the get comics. through Matrix 2 and 3 we're going to do an episode all about um, the Matrix games and the Matrix comics yeah. uh, that the Wachowskis both had a very heavy hand in and uh, I feel like the plots of those things especially the the, the video games uh, are actually quite important to the overall plot of, of the Matrix movies. Uh, so if you want to hear that, patreon.com slash heyfam. We'd love to have you there. $5 a month is a lot of costs to get an extra episode of HeyFam every single week. What if um, we and- did an episode every week? We do, and you can get it. <laughs> And you can join our Discord too and talk about uh, things like What If uh, with a very lovely group of people uh, 24 hours a day. Uh, Angus, thank you uh, for joining me in my, my this universe. I must and, return. Uh, I'll return you to yours now. Yeah, I, um, I will return to my uh, universe with uh, the Infinity The universe of, of, of incels. In, 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 on my, in, in, um, my penis, which has never infinity been used before. Incels. Oh, great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. See you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.